Hello, 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 and welcome to the show. This is Wrestling Wit. Entertainment. I'm, as always, James J. With me and my co-host and trusted companion, Kaliko Yachts. Still trying to save face for Sonata, hopefully. <laughs> but, but, but I know it ain't going to happen. The, the whole world. Yeah, it's time to, you know, shoot that yeah. horse. Maybe a Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> yeah, that's the only Sonata that's going to be good. <laughs> and we have a special guest friend of the show, the unofficial fifth member of Wrestling with Entertainment from Dust Busted Scooter Dust. Thank you, thank you, thank you, and let it be known, I'm not that special. Only my mother says so. Oh, well, you know. <laughs> you know. Well, we got that in common, then. <laughs> I'm not God. That's just a rumor my mother started. <laughs> uh, just starting the show on uh, a quick uh, bad note. Um... You know, mm -hmm. the shootings in uh, Texas and Cleveland, uh, um, dots and prayers go out to all those people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Absolutely. just a, a terrible it's... thing that happened. Just, yeah, just sad. I just hope people now, like, when when they see stuff, just, just say something, man, because you, you never know, like, that one impact, like, of interacting with people could alter, like, or prevent a, a lot of things. And it, you know. Yeah. Shout out to Coleco's son. Yep. And now from really, really bad news to really, really good news. If you've been watching us up to this point, we're 27 episodes deep in this already. You've been watching us and supporting us on YouTube every Saturday evening. But now you can find us on CastBox for the first time ever. This is the first episode we'll be doing and airing on CastBox. Thank you for that. You'll be, we'll still be on YouTube. You'll still be able to see all our great content on YouTube, but we are, from this point on, we will also be on CastBox. So, yeah. We're moving up in the world. Yep, started from the bottom, then we get a little higher. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> and get a what, what? What, what? What? Huh? Uh, what? 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 Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Happy! He's a heel! Okay, time to stop this. <laughs> time to get on to the show. If uh, because this might be the first time some people will be joining us, we cover, uh, uh, we'll be covering the New Japan G1 Climax Tournament 
uh, if you've been watching us on YouTube, you've been with us for all 20 dates at this point. For and all the horrible picks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we will be covering, uh, previewing SummerSlam. Obviously, right now, as we speak, NXT TakeOver is going on, so we won't be covering oh, that. We'll be covering, we'll be reviewing it next week. <laughs> yeah. Because this, this is a big uh, big deal for TakeOver, because it's a lot of turnover that's, that looks like it's going to happen. Yeah. And, uh, and again, we'll be covering that next week. But for right now, we are wrestling with the G1 Climax Night 14. It is B-Block action. And the first match out was Juice Robinson lost to Tai Chi in 12 minutes and 28 seconds with the Black Mephisto. Juice Robinson is at 3 wins, 4 losses, 6 points, and Tai Chi's at 3 wins, 4 losses, 6 points. And uh, both men are uh, out of uh, contention. No, at this point, the G1, they were still in contention. At this point, yes. Yeah, Yeah, at this point, but they're out. But I will say this. Tai Chi had the G1 of his life. Boy. <laughs> There's some people like having career years at this G1, and he's one of them. To be Naito, Juice, you know, those are those are two prominent names in 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 the in the, uh, in the freaking New Japan at this point. So I mean, Juice Robinson. It seems like this was a winnable match for him, and he he could have uh, went one more match higher than he did la the last two years. And he just can't seem to get right. it done. But I think he was looking... I can make the case he was probably looking towards the next match, which is the most... Because to him, that's the most important match in this whole tournament. The match with Mox is probably more the most important match. That's probably more important than winning a G1 to him at this point. I mean, remember, we were talking like he could have been where it could have been him versus Mox for the G1. Yeah. Uh, he started out really, really strong, and then he just kind of, like, faltered to the wayside, and he just kind of got to a little funk, and, and now he sees the, the, the big prize that to him in the front of him, and he's looking past everything else. You know, I have a love-hate relationship with Juice Robinson. Like, yeah. Back in Long Beach, the first night of the G1 special, I was on the fence, didn't really like Juice Robinson, didn't really have a reason to root for Juice Robinson. But he wrestled Zack Sabre Jr., and as you know, I don't like him. So, I was, for Juice Robinson back then, I was like, okay, beat Zack, and I'll like you, I'll be your fan. And he couldn't get the job done. And fast forward, what, two years? First, two years? And I was like the same thing. Tai Chi, you could win this match. <laughs> and again, he couldn't get the job done. Yeah, but I, I, just, think, I just think he's looking. I can see him losing to Tai Chi because he's looking towards the next match. Because you got to think about it. He started off hot. And as, as his... 
basically his arm again got closer and closer. You can make the argument he kind of took his eye off the ball. I mean, considering the fight, his following two matches were going to be against two of his uh, most heated rivals. True. Yeah. True. True. Yeah, I you mean, think going yeah. into those matches, they could have given him a win. True, because we were thinking that he was going to be the final. We thought he was going to be. We thought he was going to have at least ten and and be in a contention for it. Yeah. So it, it's very disappointing considering how hot he started and how he just came back to earth. Next match, Hiroki Goto defeated Jeff Cobb in 11 minutes and 20 seconds with a GTR. Goto is at four wins, three losses, eight points. Jeff Cobb is at three wins, four losses, six points. I mean, comeback story, even more so than Jay White, Goto. Yeah, because remember, he got the one win over White, and then he just was off to the wayside, and then he slowly built himself up, and now you see him, and he's still in it. So... I don't know. Goto seems to do well in these tournaments. I mean, he's won it before, so... And, and I mean, some would say his, uh, his last... Considering his, his last match in uh, B-Block... Is gonna be against one of the one of the competitors in last place. Some would say that's an easy victory. Uh, not think, against someone... Shingo Takake. Shingo Takake is a brick wall you have to run into. Yeah, but I think Takake at this point he's like disappointed. Uh, I think with Scooter he has a point uh, that it should be an easy win, but. Considering like how Tagage just been post match, where he just wants to beat the shit out of people at this point, because he realizes that his that his that his shot is gone. So I think he's more hell bent on playing spoiler, and that could be a spoiler. It's true. Next match, John Moxley lost to Jay White in 15 minutes and 15 seconds with the Blade Runner. Moxley's at 5 wins, 2 losses, 10 points. Jay White's at 4 wins, 3 losses, 8 points. Um, you know, this is my guy. I, I said, yeah, you know, you Jay White, winning the block, winning the whole bang. Yeah, he came a long way from how he started, boy. <laughs> Ooh, like him and Sonata were in the dumps, but for some odd reason, Jay White just... Damn you, ghetto. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I I, will, I do want to hear what Scooter has to say because uh, it's, it's very curious how they treat like the Gaijins in, in the tournament, and they usually have like that one that that that's like in the running. And do you yeah. think like Jay has a legit shot of winning this whole thing now? Given given the you know, the currents and me keep in mind we're only talking about uh, uh, night uh, fourteen, but and, and there are two more nights of taking place after this. But given the state of the remaining four that are in contention in B block, I'm I'm gonna go on the record here and I'm gonna say 
just based on the way they got this set up with White and Naito being the final match of of the of the actual you know, you know round robin tournament. That match, that match alone, I guarantee is going to determine the winner of B Block. I, I agree. Well, I, yeah, I agree with you there. But, yeah, Jay, you know, Jay White, if Jay White wins, he'll win. Naito, if he wins, he wins. If they tie, maybe Moxley or Goto wins. It's kind of up in the air. So even if. Even if that is the last match, like, you know, a couple years back, the main event was Tanahashi versus Okada, and the winner of the beep of that block was Goto. So, you know, Goto's been able to sneak in there before. That is, that is, a, good, that is a good point. That, um, that's, that's a good point. But I, I would say, depending on how... Who I say the winner of the A block to me determines the B block because if I see Obushi winning, I can see a Jay White winning and winning the whole thing. If I see Okada winning, I see me personally, I would think a Moxley would win because if they're going to put Mox against Okada at any point in his run, this would have to be it. Champion against champion. Yeah. And I, Okada wins the whole thing and picks his contender. I disagree with that because, you know, New Japan's always been incredibly smart with booking their matches. And, to, you know, Jericho didn't come out of the gates and wrestle Okada immediately. They saved that for a big event like Dominion. You know what I mean? I, I get that, but I'm just also factoring in the the whole like his his AEW commitment as well uh, in this because that that's gonna be that's gonna be a big factor um, as far as like his scheduling. And now that we see that AEW is going to be a weekly show running weekly tours, that that's a bigger impact than what I thought it would be. Because I was thinking, okay, they're just going to do one show a week, don't tour. But they're doing one show a week touring, and then they're also probably going to do a couple of house shows here and there. So that that's a huge difference schedule-wise for him to be flying back and forth to Japan. True, but, you know, it's whoever pays him more money, in my opinion. Well, either way, he's good. He's the hottest fucking free agent, and he's the hottest dude that came out. Let, let the people tell him. Yeah, and uh, you know, it's it's been a while since we've had Scooter on the show. Um, I'd just like to have your take on John Moxley and New Japan and AEW. What are your your thoughts on you know well, his run so far? First, I gotta do my AEW. <laughs> Hey, did Mitch just join the chat? <laughs> hey, y'all, Mitch, I'm here. No, I'm not. Oh! Uh, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no, 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 no. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's, it's very difficult to say 
that somebody finds success post-WWE. I mean, Jericho, you know, Jericho. Jericho's Jericho. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And and honestly, I I mean, okay, maybe you can make the case for for uh for Johnny Impact, John Morrison. No, you couldn't. Uh all right. Uh but other than that, I cannot think of any superstar that has had success post WWE after leaving on their own terms and actually had success. Ma John Mockley is the first case of this ever happening. Well, Cody Rhodes. Okay. I mean, Cody. Okay, but, 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 but You know what? I, I'll agree with him at this point that Box is the first to do it in his prime. See, there's yeah. a difference. Yeah, on top. See, yeah, he, he, was a, he's a, he was a top draw leading, and he was able to maintain that. Yeah. that like Co- Cody was like a blip on the WWE radar, and then he went and made a name. You're absolutely right. Yeah. He went from being Dean Ambrose to going right back to being John Moxley and losing none of that momentum. Yeah. Right. And and I'll give him that. Like for him to do that and in in the fact that he's still in his prime, that just tells you like you could tell that he left just for the love of the wrestling. Like the money is not really the 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 end all be all. Because he could have kept that cozy, uh, safe style of wrestling. Yeah, and that and that style is hella safe, not yeah. less taxing on the body and so on and so forth. So that just lets you know he was born into the the art form of it, and takes a lot of balls from to do it, and it's paid off for him because he signed with two two companies that one was already making an inroad in America, but the second one hot start up and coming and he just basically lit a torch under both I mean the match alone with Ishii knocked a couple of years off his career yeah that yeah, yeah that, that yeah. His, a lot of those New Japan matches like how to put a put, put some density because most of his matches in, in, in New Japan with the exception of I want to say one or two were like really brawls you know, I think Tagachi was probably the first one match where he actually wrestled. Yeah, wrestle, wrestle. So, I mean, it it helps him out. You know, that he don't have to do it every night. Um, so, you know, and plus he's in his prime; he can take it. Yeah. Next match, um, Tatsuya Naito defeated Shingo Takagi in twenty-seven minutes and fifteen seconds with the Destino. Naito's at four wins, three losses, eight points. Shingo Takagi, two wins, five losses, four points. Shingo's definitely eliminated at this point. Yep, that was that was the point where he realized he was eliminated. Uh, but Naito, boy, he had to pull it out of his ass for this because considering he started off losing to Taichi and Yano, yeah. and he, he had nothing but tough sledding. You could say that up. he had a harder 
uh, run than Jay White at this point. Yeah, because, I mean, just based on the scheduling, because you remember when we were looking at the schedule in the first beginning, and, and Scooter, you can chime in on this, like, Yano and Taichi were literally buys for a guy of Naito's status. And for him to take them losses, it it, it was rough. He had to come up. Well, I mean, I mean, at this point, you know, Naito's you know, no, you know, he's not green. He, you know, he's got the experience. And I one has to assume at this point, He's willing to, you know, he's proven himself to be, you know, you know, New Japan loyal and, you know, to work with, you know, you know, the talent that, you know, might not do so well, you know, in in the tournament. Just just think about the fact that, you know, Yano gets to say, oh, I I'm one of the few who actually beat Naito. During the G1 climax, it's the it's the it's the impact of being able to say that. That's true. that, I think, means more than anything to the lower performing uh, uh, superstars. Yeah, I, I get that because he's because after this tournament, he's got at least three people. He need to be defending that title against, let alone if he gets the briefcase. So, yeah, he all around not a good uh, position to be in. He might have to do a, a double nido. He might, but, just might. And all of this fun confusion, I forgot. Uh, I was looking over my notes and I skipped over night thirteen. So we are going to go rewinding to A Block Night 13, the one we were talking yeah, about was Night 14. Yeah, you damn right you go back. <laughs> I need that. I need that. And that's the only reason I did it, man. That's the only reason I did it. <laughs> I needed that. All right. First match out of the block, Kenta lost to Bad Luck Farley. In seven minutes and twenty seconds, with a schoolboy. That's right. Bad luck for a one with a schoolboy. Kenta is at four wins, three losses, eight points. Bad luck for is at two wins, five losses, four points. Um, uh, at this point, Kenta's uh, the blooms off the votes. Yeah, but then again, you know they didn't like his ass the whole way, and especially when. He was at one point like four and zero, oh. like he was. He yeah, had a rocket on his ass, ass, and and he was lighting people up. And 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 you know what? I think it's because of the grind. I think it's that grind. The fact that his body, you know, the fact that he's left WWE. I want to say in February. So these are probably his first real matches in about six months, five six months. It's a so you can see in like. Five ye- over five years, if we're being. I honest. mean, I mean, considering he was uh, considering he was at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, uh, to me, I think this is his first significant action. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So you see, you see that that wind, that wind. He's getting tired. 
and then he's dealing with like these hard hitters and these high flyers and these big guys and and I think the I think the Okada litmus test when he failed that that's when he failed the whole thing to me. But yeah, it's the this G one and and we'll get into it or maybe a little later. We saw a lot of new faces and in some regards it's kind of like a transitional year in the G1 to see like who is our top guys and who are we going with you know what I mean yeah and and that's another thing I was gonna ask her because like considering that we didn't have a, a, a Minoru in this we didn't have a Tamatonga in this but we got a Jeff Cobb and I just wanted to see what he what he thought about Jeff Cobb because that was like a total left field like Lance Archer, you could kind of see, you know, with Davy Boy leaving, they had to do something with them. Uh, but right. with Jeff Cobb, that was totally out of left field to me. Uh, I mean, I'm 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 actually quite I'm actually a, a quite high on Jeff Cobb. Um, I I can't say for sure if I really think. New Japan are using him to the full extent. I've, I've, I know somewhere I've heard rumors that 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 the E want him. I know, I know, I've heard it somewhere. I can't remember where though. I know the the WWE has sent out feelers. I I think it's when. They uh, they went to sign Kashida. That they 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 were they they showed interest in Jeff Cobb mm. as well because the, the WWE now in, in, in addition to you know we're you know like we're seeing the two hundred five guys you know get a little bit more prominence, but we're also seeing the you know those, those Big bulky guys get a little bit more, you know, TV time, and Je- and Jeff Cobb, you know, fits, you know, that 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 WWE profile. Uh, I mean, that's not to say he should. That's not to say New Japan won't, you know, you know, realize what they have with Jeff Cobb, and you know, like, like I I I equivocate Jeff Cobb to somebody like like Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm, that's a big compliment. You know, a uh, you know a big guy that can move in the ring. You know, like, uh. but it, but at, but at this point, you have to realize that New Japan has you know has so many names of their own. Like, is is is. Cobb just falling by the wayside. I think he is in regards to New Japan, but if I'm Ring of Honor, I would want to lock him down, which Ring of Honor has a difficulty doing, honestly. True. But I think... I, 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 I can see where you think New Japan is not treating him right, but to put him in this tournament over Yoshihashi, uh, Tama Tonga, who was in it before, a Minoru Suzuki, like 
they had at least four blocks, four open spots to put in. And for him to even get put in this tournament, it kind of gives to, – to me, it gives him a high profile now. The record shows that he's not doing too great, but I mean, the fact that he's going against these people and he's testing his metal to me is a fear in itself. That's true. At least for me. But you know, you could look at guys like Shingo Takagi and Lance Archer, who also didn't do too well in this tournament. They didn't. They didn't get wins. But they had really good matches. They performed well in the fact that they put on a show. They had entertaining matches. Yeah, they were tough outs. Jeff Cobb wrestled some of... I would say, you know, we've talked about this before. B-Block was more stacked than A-Block. Which gives them more opportunities to have incredible matches. I don't think he performed that well. I don't think that he had those incredible matches that Shingo or even Lance Archer at this point really had to say, oh, well, we could go with this guy. You know what I mean? True, but I I just look at it from other than, like, him coming into that – when Moxley was on there, we already knew Moxley was going to be the guy. Uh, I think Jeff Cobb, when he when when we found out he was in the G one, he was fighting Matt Taven. He was, fight, he was fighting for the title, and and remember, like I said, how whether he won or lost the title debated on whether or not how good he was going to do in this tournament, and and. To me, I thought that would have been a big thing because if he walked in as a champion, it, it, it it's a little bit different, you know what I mean? And I think that loss kind of carried momentum into his into his G one. Sure. All right. Um. Next match on the card: Zack Saber Jr. defeated Lance Archer in ten minutes and forty three seconds with a roll up. Zack Sabre is at 3 wins, 4 losses, 6 points. Lance Archer is at 2 wins, 5 losses, 4 points. You know, it's kind of interesting how they beat the hell out of each other, considering that they're in the same faction. Yeah, it's kind of like how the evil, the evil Sonata thing, like, Factions go out the window when it's the G one, which is which is really good. That's that's the one thing I like about it. And yeah, they're not the punches. Like yeah, ain't no holding back. Ain't no I'm taking an L for the leader. No Kevin Nash Hogan thing this time. They all no go out. finger poke doom. doom. Nope, no finger poke doom. Nope. But Next we already time. know this match don't matter. Next match. Will Ospreay <laughs> lost to Evil in 17 minutes and 8 seconds with everything is evil. Will Ospreay's, Will Ospreay's at 2 wins, 5 losses, six, uh, 4 points. Evil's at 4 wins, 3 losses, 8 points. So long, thanks for coming. Yep, bye-bye. Or at least, especially for Osprey, because... Remember, we say he's been floating, man. That dude, like, he should have never been in it to yeah. me. That's just me. But. You remember um, 
being the elite with the Young Bucks used to harmless rib, quote unquote, um, Flip Gordon. And afterwards, yeah. they would say, Welcome to Ring of Honor. I kind yeah. of feel that that's the same thing with Will Ospreay. Welcome to the G1 Climax. I mean, but that dude's been floating all over the place because he's from light heavyweight to never open. Then uh, and then, like he, like there's no really set for him. He's so fluid with like his his weight classes. So yeah, I mean, I I could have cared less how he did this tournament. I'm actually, uh, you know, obviously we we feel that way. I'm not sure how other people felt about it. Alright, next match, Hiroshi Tanahashi lost to Kota Ibushi in 15 minutes and 53 seconds with the Kamigoye. Tanahashi's at 4 wins, 3 losses, 8 points. Kota Ibushi's at 5 wins, 2 losses, 10 points. First time in and... quite a while, Tanahashi not in the main event of the G1, not in the running. Yeah, he's usually in the running, and I mean, someone has to get get up there. I mean, Tanahashi's kind of just like the staple person at this point. He was basically the glue that just held the block together. And for people to beat him, to say that they beat a name, um, Ibushi kind of didn't need it. No. But but it, it made sense for Ibushi to do it, because considering, like we said, like you said last year, he was he was practically in the semis last year, so he's he he was a heavy favorite and and is showing now after like he's been on that roller coaster type deal and his uptick is actually going at the right time, which hence he's going to be fighting for the winner of the A block. So what? All right, this is the one you've been waiting for, Kaliko. Oh, his G1. This is his G1. Kazuchika <laughs> Okada lost to Sonata in 29 minutes and 47 seconds with a moonsault. Kazuchika Okada, 6 wins, 1 loss, 12 points. Sonata, 3 wins, 4 losses, 6 points. I, I, this was his Super Bowl because he, he, you know how. I am on Sonata, and he just heavily disappointed in this in this tournament. And the only way he could get retribution was by literally beating Okada and at least getting the title shot. So I kind of figured he was going to do it. I just thought that he would be at least a lot more points than where he's at now. And 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 it just you know. It, it's, I guess that that gives him some kind of respect. Um, I don't, you know, you know how I feel about it. So, yeah. so that, this was it. This was his one, and he got it. God damn it. I think I was high-fiving cats when Sonata <laughs> got this one. Like, Jesus. And your cats were like, we don't care about Sonata. Yeah, I don't even own a cat, but I found one and just wow. high five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yes, Sonata, like he's a he's a future face. It's just a matter of when they're gonna pull that trigger. Yeah, 
you know, you had him winning the block. I had him doing well in the block, but I don't think we, either of us, saw that coming. I actually had that match to be a draw. I called a draw for that one, but... Yeah, I I called the win. See, that, that, yeah, I called the win, and I just thought that was going to be the way he gets to get to the block and get to the title, but, nah. Nah, Could have, should have, would have. Could have, should have, would have. Yep. Alright, we are on uh, night 15. A block again. Sonata defeated Lance Archer in 10 minutes and 28 seconds with the O'Connor roll. Sonata's at 4 wins, 4 losses, 8 points. Lance Archer's at 2 wins, 6 losses, 4 points. See what happens when you beat the heavyweight champ? You get a goddamn momentum. He should have should have been should have been his first match of the tournament. Right, true. Goddamn. Next match. Next match. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Bad Luck Folly. Uh, no, my bad. Other way around. Yeah, Bad Luck Folly defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi in nine minutes and fifty-eight seconds with a backslide. Tanahashi's at four wins, four losses, eight points. Bad Luck Folly's at three wins, five losses, six points. Kudos to Bad Luck Folly. He's winning matches with actually wrestling moves. I know. He, I told you, you. Remember, we said he beat Will Ospreay. He might be going for that light heavyweight title. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, he, possible. he got disqualified. I know he got DQ'd. He got DQ'd, but we're hoping. Maybe yeah. if it was like you know a block of cheese, but <laughs> the only a block he's winning is a a block of cheese. <laughs> well, um. You know, after the tournament, Foley and Chase Owens is going to storm Area 51. Will you be joining them, Scooter? Uh, unfortunately, I cannot catch a bus out there. <laughs> what? Why? I thought you had so much fun on Greyhound buses. By the way, our new sponsor, Greyhound Bus Lines. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to tell you that... Despite what one host may say happened in Richmond, it never happened. And you can go to the bathroom in peace. And Greyhound! I don't know what the hell I'm doing with that. <laughs> I'll save you with this. Will Ospreay defeated Tenta in 16 minutes and 33 seconds with Stormbreaker. Will Ospreay's at 3 wins, 5 losses, 6 points. Kenta's at 4 wins, 4 losses, 8 points. Kenta can't seem to get that, that up to that 10 points, and Will Ospreay, still not doing great, but, you know, a win against Kenta seems like something. See, I think... I, I mean, I, go I think, for it. I think I know what Kenta's problem is. And that is? He's not using all caps. Good point. He's just... He's just Regular old Kenta, not Kenta. Yeah, he's usually Kenta, like Sanada. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, I, I get, get you. You might be on something. But I was gonna, something. I was gonna call it the Okada curse because he just got his ass beaten. It ain't been the same since. I mean, 
I mean, he boxed with God and God. <laughs> I mean, could it also be New Japan trying to humble him? Um. Well, they out at the starting gate. They they really went with him. They like, yeah, they did. Hell. Yeah, because at one point, him and Mox. It was like him, Mox, and Okada were undefeated at one point. Yeah, I mean, they were. Like, it's a, like, is it a matter of pride with New Japan making Kenta have to like re-earn like, you know, the 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 respect? I mean, they brought him to get the fans' approval. He might have to lose a couple matches. And I think that's what's happening because I uh, yeah. I know when he fought wrestled evil, uh, the people were not having it. They were calling bullshit on it. Yeah, I mean every I want to say after the first three matches, after that they were like, "Fuck this guy." True. Very true. Like fuck, fuck him, and 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 I think like now. I mean, it, you, it could be right, could be a humbling thing, cause, but when they first started, man, he was like a fucking asteroid. He was untouchable. He was and, fucking running through everybody. And then who did the he fact run that into? He beat Tanahashi. And then who did he run into? Kaliko. The Renmeka. No, he he fused with somebody as well. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Rainmeka, aka Okanos. And Okanos snapped his ass in half. Yeah, it seems like Sanador was the only one that aimed for the head. Yeah, see? Sanador aimed for the head. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And, and for those that don't know, I, I nicknamed him Okanos because he basically eliminated half the block by himself. So he snapped his fingers and basically snapped half the block. <laughs> so, baby Thanos thing right there. See, give me out some marble. Yeah. <laughs> well, multi-platform. Multi. Going deep, deep, deep. Under, under. Like pregnant and under. <laughs> next, <laughs> next match, um... Kota Bushi defeated Zack Sabre Jr. in 15 minutes and 46 seconds with the Kamagoye. Kota Bushi's at 6 wins, 3 losses, 12 points. Zack Sabre Jr. is at, what, 4 wins, uh, three, uh, 5 losses at this point? Yeah, you don't care. You hate Zack Sabre Jr., so it really doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, every time he's Zack Sabre Jr. lost, you just don't care. Yeah, he's gone. But the big story is Abushi. Now he's essentially going to be facing our next guy in the next match, Okada. And whoever wins that's winning the block. So. Yeah, Okada defeated Evil in 27 minutes of flat with the Rainmaker. Okada's at 7 wins, 1 loss, 14. Evil's at 4 wins, 4 losses, 8 points. Honestly, a little disappointing. You know, Evil was up there. He had an opportunity to actually win the block. Yeah. Uh, and 
you know, again, he just can't seem to get up there. Kind of like Sonata at this point. Uh, But he did something Sonata couldn't do. Or he did something Evil could do, beat Okada. Yeah, I know you were going to hang your cap on that one. I'm hanging hanging my cap. Evil may have beat Sonata, but Sonata beat the Rainmaker, Okano's. So I I hang my hat on that. And and the fact that he'll even, let's say, is shit. Okada loses, and hell, that means only one person getting the title shot. That's fucking Sonata. So the fact that they put him in that position to give him that loss speaks highly. True. Speaks highly. Kind of like Evil a couple years ago. Yeah. So now I just wonder how it's going to be. Is it going to be like Ibushi beats Okada, loses the final, or Okada just runs through? Because we've been here before with Okada uh, when Okada faced Omega, uh, and Omega beat him, and won the battle but lost the war, losing losing the G1. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that match pans out. We we are now on night 16 of the G1 Climax Tournament. B-Block action again. Toriyano defeated Taichi in 5 minutes and 4 seconds with a countout. Yano's at 4 wins, 4 losses, 8 points. Taichi's at 3 wins, 5 losses, 6 points. You know, Yano, you know, we talked about Taichi's G1. Toriyano beat J.Y. Okada enough. Uh, Naito and John Moxley, like the three main guys in the whole fucking tournament, and he beat them all. And, yeah, that's the G. Somewhere Yoshihashi is pissed because <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi couldn't do that in his dreams, and you got Yano beating the three prime players for the for the for the B Block final. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Yano having the G one of his whole career. He could leave, he could retire from the G one. Say, hey, I beat Naito, White, and Moxley all in the same damn time. Yeah. I loved how he actually won this match. Um he rolled Tai Chi and Kanamaru into the ring apron and just <laughs> let them sit there with each other, being all intimate and whatnot. <laughs> you know what's crazy is like if you had told me Yano had eight points after this, I would have been like, hell no. And still in contention at this. Uh, at this still point. in contention. Yeah. Yeah. He needs some shit to pop off. He yeah. would basically need like he would need a miracle, but he's he's uh, he's in there. Yeah. What do you uh, what do you think about Toriyano's G one so far, uh, Scooter? Uh, I mean, I mean it, it's been it's been uh, it's been impressive. Uh, I mean, after you know night after night sixteen, I mean, unfortunately, uh, his his chances were all were cemented. You know, even even with the, I think they were even cemented, uh, you know, the night before, but, uh, the the previous uh, uh, B block night. But I mean, 
I mean, it, I mean, it's always good to see somebody you don't expect to, you know, you know, go the distance and let alone beat the top three guys in the you know in the tournament. Yeah. And, and like like I said before, I really think this is more about being able to say, "Oh, I beat you then." Oh, I'll be able to beat you in the future. Because he's done it to Suzuki in the past. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. Next match, Jeff Cobb lost to Tatsuya Naito in 12 minutes 47 seconds. Destino. Destino! Jeff Cobb's at three wins, five losses, six points. Naito's at five wins, three losses, ten points. Yeah, he's he's now after starting out zero and two, he's been hot like fire ever since. Uh, his only real loss came to 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 Moxley. to Moxley. So think about that. Like he could have had this wrapped if he had to beat Yano and Taichi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The cost of uh, of Yano and Taichi. Yeah, he could have had this thing wrapped. But now he's at that point where he still could get there. He would have to beat. He would need. He would need Moxley to lose, and he'll have to beat Jay White to to win the B block. So, yeah. and 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 the good thing is he has the benefit of going on last, so he can kind of see what Moxley does. Yeah, it, you know I find it a little funny that. A block, it's against, it comes down to two guys in three different scenarios. A block, uh, B block, it comes down to four guys in eight different scenarios that could happen. Pretty much. Uh, I mean, actually, technically, I think you can whittle that down to six, considering you have, Night, you have Naito and White still up to face each other. Yeah, Naito White's a wash, but Goto Goto's still in the mix, and we got to get to that match because the next match is Hiroki Goto defeated John Moxley in eight minutes and thirty eight seconds with a GTR. Hiroki Goto's had five wins, three losses, ten points. John Moxley five wins, three losses, ten points. So that's crazy. Moxley's gonna need White and Goto to lose because they're the tiebreaker. Yeah, and and going to what you know, Scooter was saying a, a little while ago about humbling Kenta. You can't really say mm. this, even though John Moxley has three losses at this point. You could make an argument for all three matches. He lost by um, count out against Yano, which doesn't really count. <laughs> Ask uh, Yano if that shit count. Well, no, I mean as <laughs> of being humbled, like he was he was talking about. Um, Jay White with a lot of interference from Gato, so you could say you know the controversy got to him, and this was really his first like clean loss against Goto. You know what I mean? So they're protecting yeah. him. In a sense, uh, but as I said, his his real match 
is going to be staring him dead in the face because the guy he took the title from is final night. So I, I think Juice is going to give that shit everything he's got. So he's going to have to like, you know, especially like starting off with the match, Juice is going to be so emotionally invested in that match. So Mox either is, if I were Mox, try to go for the win. If you can't, hope Jay White loses. Hope Goto loses. Get your drawing. Move on. So, and that brings us to the next match: Juice Robinson lost to Jay White in 23 minutes and one second with the JTL, the Juice Tapout. Juice's at three wins, five losses, six points. Jay White's at five wins, three losses, ten points. And, uh, and Juice just faded, man. He faded. Yeah, I'm, Juice, a, I'm disappointed. I wanted him to get to that eight points just to yeah. say he did significantly better. I mean, if he beats Mox, it's eight. So I, I think he's, he can still get there. I just think, like, he did better. This year, he did better than last year, by far. Um, but In terms of match quality, but... Yeah, in, he, terms of, in terms of match quality, yeah. And that's a huge step. I mean, true. That's, that's, a, that's a big step, especially considering last year he was on that whole do I belong here shit. So, I mean... It's an improvement, but now his his G one final is staring him in the face in the in the form of John Mockley. The same way Sonata's G one final was was Okada Okados. His is Moxley at this point. Yeah, he's just going to give it all the hell he got. You know, it's it's funny how one year changes both guys. Last uh, oh yeah. Last year, uh, since their last match, Jay White, um, he won the IWGP Championship, became leader of Bullet Club, main event in Madison Square Garden. Mm -hmm. Juice Robinson uh, broke his hand, got a haircut, formed a, um, a new faction that died in a week, and won the United States Championship off Cody. <laughs> And then took a L next to Moxley, so I mean, it, it, yeah, his downturn was more different than Jay White. Although I think Jay White, you remember we were talking earlier, I, I, we, I felt he got the shitty end of the stick with the, with him having the title. Yeah. I, I felt like they kind of gave him a little run with it, um, but you know, they gave it back to Okada rightfully so. I mean, who wouldn't want to give it to him? But I just felt like Jay White could have had more with it. But like we always say, New Japan always run it back. So I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if he won beating Bushi in the final just to run that back. So right. just and to run back what happened in, in, in MSG. So Last match to talk about, Tomohiro Ishii lost to Shingo Takagi in 22 minutes, 41 seconds with Last of the Dragon. Ishii's at four wins, four losses, eight points. Shingo Takagi's at three wins, five losses, six points. Oh, uh, yeah, exactly Which what you expect with two powerhouses. 
Yep, beating the shit out of each other. And now they're going to have to do it again because uh, Ishii being a never open weight, you already know Takage is going to be coming. So. Yeah. So, Scooter, I know that uh, you haven't been watching the uh, G1 as closely as me and, um, and Kaliko has. So, what's your take? <laughs> Who do you think is going to win? Obviously... We had our picks from night one before night one. And shit changes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um I, I I honestly I do not see John Moxley winning block B. I see him coming close, but I just don't see them giving it to him. Uh like I said before Naito White, whoever wins that match is is likely going to be the winner of Block B, uh, and I I think Okada I think Okada's got Block A in hand, uh, and I think I think I think we're destined for another Okada White match. So you're going with Jay White to win B Block, Okada to win A Block. And I'm, and you know what? I'm gonna say Jay White wins the whole thing. All right, you and me are on the same boat, man. Oh, <laughs> well for, well obviously my guy's out. Yeah. But here's he what I'm gonna say. He went halfway through the journey. Here, here's what I'm gonna say. If Abushi wins, if Abushi wins, Jay White's gotta win it. If Okada, and, and the reason I say that is because usually when they deal with people losing championships, they usually go through a low before they come back and get to the title. You see what I'm saying? So, like, sure. say, say for instance, when Okada lost to when Okada lost the title, and then he went through hell, like. Losing Gato, having a change, like this whole transformation himself before he came back to get the title. Uh, the same could be said for AJ White, um, considering that he was on top of the world. He was the the number one guy and probably a number two wrestling company in the world. Uh, gets to MSG, uh, wets the bet, couldn't get it done against Okada, and is probably the biggest match of his career up at that point as a champion. And that was his first title defense. So he's running through this hell of having to get it back to that point. And the only way he could get back to that point was through winning the G1. Um, and, and it's an interesting match as well because – you know this story. It's it's been on the underbelly, but they usually call back stories really well. That's one thing I like about New Japan. They'll have an event happen, like when Gato turned on Okada, and that was what, like a year and a half ago. No, it's been and a little less can, than a year. Yeah, I, think I, I give it that. But I think October he turned on him. October. October or September. Well, it was King yeah, of Right, it'll be a year. So yeah. the fact that the fact that they're gonna call that back, it, it to me is imp- is imperative because I I don't see Naito. Naito already got his his main event shot, 
Um, and I would Scooter. I don't see Mox winning it. I, I mean, even though like they had him front running the whole way, uh, but if Okada wins, he's winning the whole thing, and he's either gonna pick Naito or White. If Ibushi wins, Jay White's winning straight up, and that and that's what I think. Well, you know, I already picked my block. Yeah, from you night picked one. that guy. You you weren't that confident three weeks ago. <laughs> but I will give you your round of applause, sir. I thank you. Thank you. Yeah, but both my guys are in contentions. Jay White to win B block. Kota Bushi to win A block. Jay White to win the whole shebang. Yeah. I couldn't even remember who I had winning A block. Or B block. I think so, I had. I think I had Ren, White or Naito, one or the other. But Ren Narita. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a junior. He's a junior. Showed Shudo Uno. Umino. <laughs> Clark Connor. Yeah, Clark see, Connor's an actually guy. really good wrestler. All right. All right. And we will be covering all things G1 the last three nights next week on Wrestling with Entertainment. It is now time for our next segment. We are wrestling with SummerSlam preview. SummerSlam is going to be in Canada this uh this year. And they did Canada a disservice with this card. I'm just saying. Like, that's fucked up. Oh, Canada. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Canada. Ah, Canada, eh? And well, it could, it could have added in Canada or Senada. One of those. Canada, Canada. I just, you know. <laughs> Dude, got it. I just pulled this Thank card you. up like, uh, Yesterday and was looking through it, and yeah, this it's is, very gimmicky. Uh, it is, and, this, and, like this would be like a WrestleMania card, like three years ago, in my opinion. True, and yeah. to me, this is disappointing because I always say, like, I, I've always been saying this, like WrestleMania. WrestleMania is the casual people's WrestleMania. And to me, SummerSlam was like the wrestlers' WrestleMania, like the wrestling right. fan WrestleMania. And to me, this is where like a lot of memorable matches went down at SummerSlam, you know, when you're thinking uh, Triple H Rock, Hard Bulldog, Punk, Punk Cena, Edge Taker, Cena Orton. Like, you, oh. you know, they have those. Usually a good yeah. string of matches, and to me, this card is rather disappointing. Yeah. What was you saying, um, Scooter? I I was almost gonna say this is like almost like a like in in your house SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> in your house, Canada. <laughs> Canadian Stampede. Part two. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Cruiserweight Championship match. Drew Gulak versus Oni Larkin. How is Drew Gulak going to win this match, Kaliko? 
Squash. Wrong, um, wrong one. No. Drew Gulak, Kaliko. Oh, wrong one. With his power point. Let's rewind. Rewind. Cruiserweight Championship match. Drew Gulak versus Oni Larkin. How is Drew Gulak going to win, Kaliko? With his PowerPoint presentation. There we go. We got that. Dug in the bag. I had to dig in the bag. Yep. <laughs> 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 Sticks and stones may break my bones, but you are one true Gulak. <laughs> but personally, I like Gulak. I mean, I would say 205. 205 been low-key good, and people just don't pay attention to that shit because of the weight limits and shit. But Honestly, I never it, knew Oni Larkin was on 205, so seeing him get this match is a little like, huh, to me. Oh, it, they threw his ass in there like months ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he was he was in 205 Live before Chad Gable went to 205 Live. So. Yeah. Okay, so I, I know nothing. <laughs> Told you, man. Pay attention, man. It's low key entertaining, though. It's like the cruiserweights, like they they put on shows, but I think yep. all the flips and shit are done by like guys like Seth Rollins and shit now. So he kind of takes the mystique out of it, but you know. All right, next that's match: match. Trish Stratus is wrestling Charlotte Flair. Honestly, I didn't know that she was gonna wrestle her until I watched Monday Night Raw this all week. I mean, you kind of saw that coming because Bailey challenged Ember, Natalia won the 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 triple threat or fatal four way, whatever the hell it was. So Charlotte, you knew damn well they were not gonna put like their most marketable women's wrestler out without a without a match, and they gave her a match where it's like a fantasy match, kind of like the Shawn Michaels Hogan Hogan Rock type deal um it'll be interesting to see how trish does because she didn't do too good when she was last in the ring so gimmicky if i'm being honest i mean i mean it is i mean it is but to charlotte it's lateral because you know you can make an argument she should be in all the title matches yeah, yeah i mean i i i was there for hogan michaels i went that that was in Virgin, that was in DC, but the brawl was in Virginia the next night. Uh, and I used to go to Virginia on vacation the, all, uh, all the time, but I based my vacation around uh, SummerSlam in 2005 for Hogan Michaels. And uh, that, that, what happened after that was one of the worst periods in wrestling. That, 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 that fall 2005 to, uh, to, to, December 2007 period uh, where the only good thing to come out of that was uh, one was a uh, well, no one night stand happened previously uh, yeah, there was nothing good that came out of that uh, the year so I mean I like the 2006 and 2007 I thought those were pretty good years in my opinion uh, I mean 
aside, I mean, aside from Mysterio, you know, winning the title, you know, for the first time, I mean. D-Generation X. Yeah, but that was a watered down D-Generation X. Yeah, that was like the fucking Nick, Nick Jr. DX. <laughs> like, like, I, I honestly disagree with that in some regards, but we'll get into that um, another time. But uh, as for Trish and uh, Charlotte, I mean, yeah, it's 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 the dream match. It's a dream match with very little build. But I mean, oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I want not my take, guy. I, I, not taking I mean, calls. Not taking calls. He he should be there too. I thought he was gonna come out. I was waiting on the flight to flash, but. <laughs> But should stop talking about it. But but it's it's like uh I feel like since SummerSlam is in Canada, they're trying to get as many Canadian heroes on this damn match. Considering they got Trish and uh Trish and Natalia, so they're basically that, that, in their that, backyard. That's about and it. Owens, no, and and KO. If they could get if they could get a Bret Hart to come, that would be great. You know, oh. I'll resurrect um, uh, Jim Nyhart from the grave, if it's possible at this point. But he Who? only come to NXT. Jim Nyhart. Who? Jim Nyhart. Who? Jim Nyhart. Get it? He was who? Yeah, huh? who? Who? <laughs> Fuck. You never knew in 1995 there was a mass wrestler to the WWE. Oh, who yeah. Who? Yeah, that's yeah. right. He, he was wrestled who? One, wrestled <laughs> one match against Mark Marrow. Yeah, you're right. He, he, was, he was who? That's why, that's why I was like, yeah. And, and I was like, it's going to go over. It's going to go over. It's going to go over. It didn't go over. <laughs> I mean, oh. they were supposed to be. Uh, they were supposed to have uh, Alistair Black, Sami Zayn, but instead they did that. They did it on uh, this week. I mean, it's gonna be, this. This shit's gonna be like eighty hours long. So yeah. Next yeah, time. they did the women's tag team match uh, on Raw as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so who's winning that match, Trish or Charlotte? Charlotte. What about you, Kalika? Yeah, Charlotte has to win. Yeah, Charlotte. Come on, baby. All right, next match, Finn Balor versus The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. They could have went so many different directions with Bray, but I I guess it's just good to give him his first win so he could start terrorizing. So, I mean... Bray's winning, so... I mean, the question is, will green be a creative color this time? True. That, 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 that's a don't hug me, I'm scared uh, callback. Yep. yep. Or he, yep. I, I, I'm hoping Bray comes and do the muscle man dance. I, I just want him to do the muscle man dance one time. Oh, well, and then we the thing. It seems like they were doing a pretty decent job of bringing Bray Wyatt back up. With, you know, the Firefly Funhouse that seemed to be working. 
but then they brought him on live TV, and he's just doing the same shit he did when he was with uh, Hoppo and Will. Hoppo and... Um, yeah, in a sense, in a sense, I, I just think they try to make him more predictable now because, like, he's not having a particular target. I think Valor was, like, the first target, but he just comes out when he feels like it. Like, he attacked McFoley, he attacked Kurt Angle, you know. It He's just like, and it doesn't build anything. Yeah, but, I mean, the fact—I mean, but the fact that you know he attacked uh, Foley with the mandible claw, claw I, was yeah, a big, yeah, yeah. I thought he was gonna—you know—I thought when he was gonna attack Angle, he was gonna like maybe like put him in the ankle lock or 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 something, and and, and like do this thing where he's like, you know, like absor- like absorbing the souls. Of the you know the people he attacks, like they, they, there's going to be something in this match where where Bray Wyatt just drops down to his knees and covers his ears, like he's trying to like bite something. You know that so would you... be really cool if they actually did that. So you're basically saying Bray Wyatt's going to be like Shang Tsung in Mortal Kombat? Like I w- I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> If I wouldn't be surprised if we see the if we see the fiend in demon colors, yeah. that would be some creepy shit. That would be dope. Yeah, hey, I think that. So ten out of ten, Finn Balor's not winning this match. Of course Probably not. not. I mean, Balor and SummerSlam. Well, he yeah, well in SummerSlam. No, aside from the first SummerSlam he ever participated in, yeah. Well, he still won the match, though. Yeah, he won the match, but he ain't winning this one. So he must look at the hell on up. Next, he Kevin out. O- I think it's unanimous. Kevin Owens, the fight is wrestling Shane McMahon, and if Kevin Owens loses, his career ends. That's not going to happen because he has a five-year contract. Am I right? Yeah, and true. And this is the Canada feel-good story. Yep. Owens winning. Yep, Owens is winning. I predict he wins with a sharpshooter. Nah, I gotta give him the stunner. They, they, they're gonna basically. This is basically like the watered-down Stone Cold McMahon feud. Kind of no. No. Like water watered down. Wa- yeah. Water like when I say watered down, we're talking like w- watered like liquor mixed with water. Watered down. <laughs> <laughs> Between the liquor and water ratio, what is the the ratio, Calico? Ninety percent water, one percent alcohol, and ten percent BS. I thought I was gonna say ninety percent poutine, or yeah, no, yeah. or three or three sixteen percent poutine. There you go. See, I should have three sixteen. See, this is why we have Scooter right here. He's got to got to get him to be my writer. Yeah, he knows what's up. <laughs> he knows what's up. Yeah, Billy uh, is fighting Ember Moon for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, this one's a little bit of a toss-up, but I think 
Bailey's gonna win. I I don't think Ember. They don't do good with like women that come up from NXT, especially if they were like former champions. Like Ember should be a better, a bigger force than what she is now. And Bailey, hell, they're just putting Bailey back on track, so they can't take that shit off the rails. So all of these women are from NXT. Yeah, but you got to think Bailey got the title. You got to think Bailey was like at a but she won that tag title. They lost it. Then she was just basically waddling without her tag team partner. They broke them up. And in one night, it changed because she won the briefcase. Big Booty Bailey won the briefcase and, and got the championship. So they're basically building her back up as a single star because they're lacking the star power on the SmackDown side with the women. So she's basically the torchbearer. Yeah. What are your thoughts, Scooter? I I I agree with uh yeah Caligo. I I they they kind of they kind of like filtered out with with uh, Ember Moon. Uh, I don't know if I don't know. I don't think the title's gonna change hands. I don't think this is the end of uh you know Bailey Ember Moon. I think. I think we might get one more match out of this to, you know, fully like develop whether or not Ember Moon is going full heel. Uh, but you know, Bailey's walking out. Bailey's walking out with the title. Right. Because I mean, this could have been Bailey Charlotte, and I think that probably would have been a bigger match, but. I guess they're giving Ember that chance, and that and that's in quotation marks. But you know, Ember's been th- there for over a year at this point, right? And but you gotta think, think about this. Like that's the same thing. Like Ember and Oscar, there's really no difference between them two, other than Oscar winning the title, like randomly winning the title. I think they gave her a chance, and they. You know, it's funny with Vince McMahon, what he wants to do and what he does. But it's like, he's like, nobody that doesn't speak English won't win my belt, pal. But then he gives it to Asuka. We're trying something new. Oh, because he saw the crowd got fucking hot as hell when they were trying to figure out who to pick. And and it was like, shit, you got to give people a chance, though, like. You won't know how they do it unless you put them in the water. And that's the bad part about WWE. They don't really put a lot of people in the water. Yeah. So, are we all in agreement? Bailey's beating Ember Moon? Hell yeah. Yep. So, we're on one, two, three, four, five, five matches, and we already all agree on all the matches. Somebody better pick mm-hmm. somebody else, damn it. Raw Women's Championship match. Becky Lynch versus Natalia. I see potential in this. Consider gets a submissions match. I, I think that if they do a a a, a Canadian a, a Canadian uh, a Toronto screw job type deal, I, I think that could be huge. I, I think that could be huge. Like a Toronto screw job on Natalia, 
Because Becky's not losing. She's the fucking cover of the video game. She ain't losing that shit. Yeah. But I could, but I could see like a, 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 uh, a, a preeminent ringing of the bell when she hasn't submitted. I, I could see it. I, I when when Natalia won, I was like, oh my god, they could, they could really do this. But we'll see what they do. I think that would be intriguing. And that would give them something to keep the feud going longer. Because, uh, let's face it, this is like Natalia's last shot. As much as I like her, uh, they don't really like use her as much as I think they should. But I, I, I just see that part. I can see the screw job. That's all I can see. I'm going to say, Isha, I'm going to just call it Becky Lentz wins clean. Last match from Natalia. They're not going to continue the feud. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I, I think it's going to be a clean win for Becky. Yeah, I don't. I don't see Natalia having a, a continued rivalry with Becky Lynch after this. I see it's just they're giving her this match because it's in Canada and she's Canadian at this point. I mean, they could have gave her any match in Canada because she's Canadian. Well, you know, if this was in Mexico, the main event would be Rey Mysterio for the championship, Cien against Kofi for the other championship, and Lucha House Party and three other different matches. But we're not getting It's in Canada. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I get it. But I'm just thinking I can see a Toronto screw job. I'm the only way. I'm in agreement that Becky's going to win. I just think if the, it's potential there, I doubt it. But, you know, there's something there. All right. Next match. Uh, everybody's in agreement. Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Yes, of course. Damn it. United States Championship match. AJ Styles versus Ricochet. Uh, an interesting match. Uh... I feel like the first match didn't go as long as it should. I think this gives time for Ricochet to to get his star star up, uh, his name up. I think Ricochet wins. I think Ricochet wins because he he lost it too abruptly, and and who else for him to beat than AJ Styles, who's practically like. The, the, he could wrestle a broomstick and get people over. So I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm. I mean, based on the way they've been hot shotting the United States title over the past couple of months, and the fact, I mean, and the fact that one, they've got Gallows and Anderson with the tag titles. I'm gonna have to say that AJ is retaining. Yes. Finally, disagreement. <laughs> you're the tiebreaker. So, oh. you're, you're agreeing with somebody. Yes, but that's why there's three of us. Uh, you know what? I'm calling disqualification on both guys. Damn. Ha-ha. You boo. There you go. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you all know, in all honesty, 
honestly, I'm I'm gonna agree with you, Coleco. I'm gonna say that it would make sense if Ricochet would win the championship over AJ Styles because it's a big win against a big name on a big show. And I think that's kind of what they've been building up to this point anyway. And if AJ Styles loses to Ricochet, it's not the ending of the world. And at this point, he could challenge Seth Rollins for the Universal Championship at the next pay-per-view, in my opinion. Yep. Pretty much. All right, next match. Dolph Ziggler versus Goldberg. What's your favorite okay. match, Coleco? Squash. This is Goldberg winning. I mean, uh, uh, yeah. Uh. I mean, I like Goldberg. I like him. UGA alum, former Atlanta Falcon. He's autographed my title, but we already know where this is going. This, in my opinion, is a match we never knew we didn't want to see. <laughs> I know. Somewhere the Iconics are like, we got pushed for this? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this match is up there with Stone Cold versus James Ellsworth. Um, Xavier Woods versus Undertaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. True. Kevin Owens versus a Stairmaster. <laughs> That's a main event anywhere in the world, and you know it. I know. Somewhere Nakamura's like, what the fuck? But. Oh, well. But, but uh, everybody agreement Goldberg, right? Yep. I mean, the logic behind Paul Heyman booking this match, basically calling Goldberg the Bruno Sammartino of the modern age. Oh, fuck no. Who said that? Yes, he actually said that. He came in, uh, he said that he sees Goldberg as the Bruno Sammartino when Bruno was late in his career. When Who Bruno would come in, Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman. Okay, I don't know what Paul Heyman's smoking. But Paul, like, you know, Bruno would come in and wrestle the, you know, the wrestle the, you know, the the younger talent in his later career. Daddy, I won this one. Uh, next match: Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton. Daddy. I think this is the match I'm probably more invested in because this is the match that actually has reality in it. Daddy, I, I, in a personal, in a personal. Daddy, touch. Daddy, uh, Apple. Apple. But to me, I feel that Kofi needs this win more than any other than WrestleMania. This is probably the biggest win he needs. Because he took it back to 2009 and how he should have been some somewhere and Orton held him back and this just goes to show that he belongs as up there with the greats. Uh, that that's just me personally and that's just for like Kofi's just for Kofi and his legacy. I mean his legacy's already set, but to get his name up there in that echelon, he has to be the person like. And your thoughts, Scooter? 
yes, I agree. Kofi definitely needs the uh, this victory. I think Kofi's gonna get this victory. I think this victory is is really gonna cement Kofi as a WWE champion. Uh, considering that uh, we got uh, we got uh, I believe Hell in a Cell uh, coming up. Uh, you know, I uh, I honestly, music I honestly think we're look, we're gonna be looking at the, the destruction of the new day. Interesting. And I think I think it's gonna start here, and it's gonna slowly go. But Kofi to win. All right. Well, I think I might be in the um the only majority. I think Randy Orton's gonna win, and that would make Kofi chasing the championship, which everybody knows it's more about the chase than the actual um title run. And then you know he's not only. Uh, challenging for the belt, but also that win against Randy Orton. You know what I mean? I, I get that. I, I just think that if he's losing that belt, it, it shouldn't. I mean, Daddy. Orton gains nothing from it, right? Daddy. Like, but what is he gain? Kofi more. I mean, Kofi's already built at this point. Like, he's been in. The, he's been in long enough. He's built at this point. But I just think that. This match is more for him to be up in that echelon because he, what this is like, because let's just say it like Kofi, people hasn't been taking Kofi's reign really seriously. Although he's been fighting like some quality opponents, uh, it, it doesn't get serious until it gets serious to him. And to me, this is probably the most serious match, not only in storyline but personally in his life and and this is the past that he has to deal with to, to overcome it just just that's just my perspective on it that's true but you know Kaliko, you've called this the wrestlers wrestlemania summerslam i've always called this a, the heels wrestlemania the heel wrestlemania yes <laughs> Because the heels always win at SummerSlam, as long as I could remember. And, you know, most we got mostly baby faces winning on this card, with maybe the exception of Bray Wyatt. And I mean, Charlotte's a heel. Yeah, Charlotte's a heel. Who likes a heel? So, uh, so Randy Orton is as heelless as it gets. He's a heel. He needs to win against the baby face. I, I see that, but I just think Kofi. Alright, so we got two Kofis and one Randy Orton. Am I right about this? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, last match: Universal Championship match: Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. A rubble. Where's the rubble? This, 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 
The way it's been looked, it screams Seth, right? Like, yeah, yeah, but I thought. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's, uh, it's obviously building towards Seth, which means Brock will win. You're going yeah. with Brock? I'm going to go with Brock. Huh. Yeah, because if he's going with Brock winning, that means Brock's going to be off, which means the U.S. title's important, which means it's held by a heel, which makes sense. <laughs> but we're going, we're going the other way with Ricochet winning and... And then we're gonna go with I'm going with Ricochet winning and, like, and, and un- Seth winning. Unless the unless they seriously pull something like out of their like out of their ass, I don't know how the WWE will be able to differentiate this from you know from you know WrestleMania. Yeah, like. You can't have Seth come in and do the same stuff over and over again, which makes me think somebody, which makes me think somebody's coming back. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, keep in mind, Roman's got nothing going on. Except for being run over by a car. Exactly. But there's certain people that ain't got nothing going on, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes. But I, I would think Seth would win. I mean, that's yet to me. He would win. I think Seth wins that. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, who do we think's gonna? Who do we think ran over? Uh, who oh, wins? oh, uh, uh, what's uh, Buddy Murphy said? Rowan did it on SmackDown. Yeah, he said Rowan, which supposed to be allegedly Daniel Bryan. Uh, and, uh, Daniel Bryan was supposed to make some sort of a uh, career you know, altering announcement. Yep, yeah. he never got to do it. You know what? I heard people were saying that the rumor was that he was going to go to two hundred five live. <laughs> I had to laugh my ass off at that one, boy. I was like, "Whoo, shit, that's funny as hell." That's funny. Daddy the but uh, Daddy baseball. Yeah, I think uh, Daniel Bryan did it. It's to get Daniel Bryan like even worse as a heel, probably. Yeah. All right. Do do do. Hello? James? James? Did we lose Jay? Uh, did we? I think we lost him. Uh-oh. Or he can hear us or we can't hear him. Oh, boy. Uh. Oh, no. Um. Well... You guys there he is. There he is. Jay, you're going in and out there. There we go. Yeah, what? There you go. 
You were you we weren't hearing you for a bit. No, thank you. Okay. All right. So you guys are on the the kick that it's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. I disagree. I know who it is. Mitch. <laughs> no, he's out of out of Benz and Rapungi. It's Rikishi. Yeah, it's Rikishi. He did it for the rock. Yeah, he did it for the Usos. He did it for the Usos? Since they can't drive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I still love Jimmy, though. Still my Well, it's the only one that makes sense. Wakisi is known for hitting motherfuckers with a car. Do the taco. I mean, he's hitting his nephew? Like, that's some crazy shit. Well, why the fuck not? Why not? It, anything can happen in the WWE. Yeah, damn it. Watch it be, watch it be Austin. Ooh, that'd be something. That would be something. No. If they pushed it to an Austin Roman match. John Moxley. <laughs> oh, if it's Moxley, boy, he's pulling the wool over everybody. Yeah. No, why, why, no, no. So now it's CM Punk. Ooh. Okay. We're getting some more now. Yeah. CM Punk. Okay. CM Punk. Uh, trying to think who else. Drew. Okay, we know damn well it ain't Drew. Who needs to be coming back? Who needs to come back? Who needs to come back? Because they always got that surprise return, so we're trying to think about it. Matt or Jeff Hardy. Nah. Well, going back to Seth and Brock, the I'm, I'm gonna call Seth. Honestly, I think Seth should win. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, so we're all well. I think we're all in agreement. No, Scooter's with Brock. Scooter's right? going with Brock. Let's yeah. go with Brock. Oh, he's going with Brock. So, yeah, so two out of three ain't bad. Yeah. Well, except for the last, like, two, three matches, we are pretty much all on the same page. I know I need to now take these picks to Vegas so I can get some money. Yeah, I want <laughs> I, I, I bet on these matches if, if I was me. Shit. Get this money, fam. The only I'm one taking... I would be comfortable betting on is possibly Okada at this point. <laughs> True that. True that. But it's still fun. Just play a little parlay, you'll be all right. Yep. All right. And that shall do it for our coverage of SummerSlam 2019. Next week, Saturday evening, we will be covering NXT TakeOver Toronto SummerSlam and the last three days of the G1. We have a, we have a lot on our plate next week, don't we, Kalika? Oh, yes. And then we'll be heading into everyone's favorite event, AEW. There we go. There we go. 
Mitch is trying to chime. Spider Man Yeah, even though it's the last of the G1 and SummerSlam coming up, there's still a lot coming up. Does uh, you know, all out, but AEW on TV, SmackDown, like, yeah, like you said, it's a great time to be a uh, wrestling fan. Oh, and don't even forget NWA doing their own TV show now. Yep, they're already on TV, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, more that was more like in conjunction with ROH a little bit, kind of even there. But they're like Corrigan's taking it back to the going back to Atlanta, doing it like the old school USWA style. So be on the lookout. I get NWA wrestling from Hollywood. That on... that's cha- that, that's championship wrestling from Hollywood. Yeah, that's, championship wrestling. From Hollywood. There's also championship wrestling from Arizona, which believe it or not, I just recently captioned the match between Peter Avalon and. David Arquette. Oh, awesome. How's he doing in uh, the wrestling now? I mean, Ar- Arquette lost the match, and his freaking finisher is the, is the crown. From Ready to Rumble. <laughs> took, took that Ready to Rumble shit serious. Yeah. But, you know, you gotta commend the guy. He's He's living up to being a world champion. True. Can't, 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 can't. I mean, a, as a former WCW heavyweight champion, he better. Yeah. It's like, it's like balloons. It's that's like our for uh, show for this week. If you're on you, if you're listening to us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment. It literally takes a second. And to hit that subscribe, hit that like button, say something Daddy, nice about the show, say something bad about the show. We don't care. Just hey, fucking comment. And, exactly. Yeah. And if you if you're joining Daddy, us on Castbox, thank you for joining mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I hope that we will you will come back next week. Like, subscribe, comment on there. I, I honestly don't know. I've only been on there a couple of times in the last week. And another big announcement. I have a Twitter handle now. Oh, oh, oh look at that. Yeah. Coming to the 21st century. Yeah. I suppose it was just time, uh, you know, with the show and everything. I am at JamesJ993. Where can people find you, Kaliko? I am Kaliko. And Scooter, where can people find you? At Scooter Dust. Yeah. If you want to take Kaliko to task on some of his picks or choices, because he will definitely fight that good fight against you. True that. Yeah, and if you if you see you getting double teamed at this point, put my name into uh just throw my name in there and I'll rip him a new one with you. <laughs> oh, we're gonna go free birds now? Yeah, tag team. <laughs> Alright, for Coleco Yachts, Scooter Dust, 
I am James J, and this has been Wrestling Wit. Entertainment.